don't think our show opening meshed, but hey, whatever. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 157. Isn't technology awesome? Um, on tonight's episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering, we're going to be reviewing the latest album from Corey Taylor, CMF2. Um, exciting album. I was super, super excited about that. Anybody knows anything about my musical taste knows I'm a Corey Taylor fan, and uh, I think Mr. Metalhead Monday is as well. If you like what you see and hear tonight, make sure that you subscribe, leave a comment. We would love to hear what you have to say about the show so we can make it better, and feel free to share with your friends. Joining me, as always, is the is that the sixth member of the Backstreet Boys, Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind, his boy band time, it's Metalhead Monday. There if, I, if I am the sixth member, I might mm-hmm. have to hire, I don't know, like a lawyer, accountant, forensic accountant, something, because I'm missing some paychecks somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they didn't make any over the years. They didn't sell any records, didn't sell any shows. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling a little cheated. Yeah. And you were by far the best member of that band. I mean, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but... Toot, toot. I don't know if anybody goes back and listens to the songs, you can vaguely hear a jug in the background, and that is Metalhead Monday. Keeping the beat with the jug. So, um... Absolutely astounding. I spent a lot of money on lip balm, you know, keep them <laughs> nice and soft and supple. <laughs> Got to get that perfect shape to blow in is that. that is that how you do it? Yeah. You play the jug? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mr. Darlin from the Andy Griffith show, you couldn't tell if he did that. <laughs> but he played a mean jug, so. Anyway. So, tonight is CMF. Two, not CMFT two. I think he was trying to be clever with the two. I uh, sure. I mean, it's a l- it's less clunky the way he decided on. So <laughs> it is definitely less clunky. Yeah, probably a good idea. Um, last night, um, I don't know if you saw. I posted on Facebook and Twitter and well X. Sorry, Twitter's no longer. Um, I was super excited because they were doing the 30th anniversary of the um, Smashing Pumpkins show at Tower Records in Chicago Mm -hmm. was the release of Siamese Dream, which is probably my favorite record of all time. And um, I have uh, the uh, import that I picked up CD of that way, way back in the day. And I think I have a vinyl version that I got. I I got it off Amazon and then somebody, I I posted what I was spending one night and they're like, that's not an official release. Billy is going to block you. I'm like, dude, I didn't know. It was on Amazon. I just bought it. What are you going to do? But it's an acoustic show. It's super cool back in the day. And they recreated it. They had um, the outside of uh, Madame Zuzu's, which is his new wife's uh, tea house in Chicago. They decorated it to look like Tower Records. And they had the Siamese Dream handbills on the outside. It was super cool. And then they threw the set they played that night and it was all just sitting in chairs acoustic there were not very many people in attendance i don't know how many tickets were sold we tried uh they were sold out and um which it it turned it turned out it was okay because they streamed it for free for anybody who wanted to go to veeps.com you could watch it for free and so um 
my favorite song is Mayonnaise. Marianne loves that one as well. And that's played in this set. Well, they get to it and they've got a special surprise for us. And so they released a 45 of Mayonnaise with the original version and then the Tower Records version on the back. Cool. Signed to purchase. Huh. And so I waited diligently and refreshed, refreshed, refreshed until it came up. And I was actually able to get it. It sold out in five minutes, but I got one. Nice. And um, I'm going to, when it comes in, do an opening, or I'll do it on the next show, um, the opening of the record. So I'm super excited uh, to have Billy's autograph. So, And that's my favorite song. So it just seemed like it was meant to be. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, it was a great show. I mean, they really did a nice job. And um, on the last song that they played, Jimmy got f- out from behind the kit and played guitar. Cool. So that was fun. Yeah, it was a cool little moment. Yeah. And Billy uh, told us that he had gotten married the day before. Oh, wow. Honeymoon was this Tower Records show. All right. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, very cool. Lots of cool stuff going on in the Pumpkins world. I think uh, in one of our many text threads or something, I, we saw there's a video going around of, from behind Jimmy's kit him mm-hmm. like at a sound check playing a couple songs very cool sounded great jimmy's looking good so good to see him healthy and they're you know killing the game right now yep doing lots of stuff and i know they've got another record recorded and ready to go so i'm sure it won't be long they talked about doing a tour of it's like a throwback tour as if it was 1993 and you went to see the pumpkins so every song huh. would be from gish and siamese dream wow yeah i know so I, I'm I mean, I that is a cool idea. Uh, I'm a little surprised <laughs> that, you know, Billy would want to do that. I just I don't know. I feel like he doesn't really try to live in the past too much. And that feels like I mean, that is very much a nostalgia thing like you could almost call them a nostalgia act if they did mm-hmm. something like that which i don't and think he would love you know what he talked but... about it on okay. the show and okay. i think there's a little bit of behind him where people said it wouldn't work and people wouldn't want to come oh, and it was so almost like a, challenged i'm going to prove you wrong yeah. are Drop, you kidding me throw that gauntlet down <laughs> those are like their yeah. favorite everybody's favorite records people love to go see yeah. i am one and shiva and rhinoceros live again they don't play them very often yeah so i can definitely see billy being like oh you don't think i can do that watch <laughs> this so did you yeah. see my last record it was 33 songs it was a rock opera yeah do not test me yeah so yeah but i'll, I'll go if they if they do that that's for sure so all right well enough about the pumpkins because this show is not about the pumpkins it is about cmf2 Corey taylor's latest um it's a solo record, but it's they call it solo, but he's been with Kristen Martucci and the boys for quite a while now. So it almost right. feels like a Stone Sour 2.0 yeah. kind of situation. But did you did you look up the credits on who's playing what on this? Because I know there's like some stuff going on with his buddy Jason Christopher, who's mm-hmm. played bass with him several times. And like I know Jason's like not touring anymore, and there's like kind of a little brouhaha around all that. I didn't know if he was on this record. I didn't look. <laughs> um, so it's um, Christian Marcucci he... on, on guitar, drums, yeah. 
um, Dustin Robert and um, guitar Zach Throne. Hold on, where's uh, I don't see a bass listed there. Hold on, I know let me Jason, dig a little deeper. I know he hasn't been in the videos, but I didn't know if he was on the record or not. Um, let's see if it says who. Um, oh, Elliot Larongo. Okay, bassist. Okay, so yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, overall, there's definitely a Stone Sour vibe in some a little of these. bit yep i caught that in a few songs yeah and not a ton for somebody who wrote all the, those songs for stone sour and i guess co-wrote some of them you would yeah. think that it would bleed through a little bit more because that's just his style but right I, I picked it up on two or three but other than that I, I felt like it was kind of a fresh record yeah so cmf2 first song was it a good album opener? It's called The Box. Yeah, this is one of those where it's it's an intro song. Like it's only it's a little over two minutes long. Mm -hmm. It's really not much of a song. It, it, it really is an intro down to the lyrics where I mean, I, he literally says, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. So I it you know, I it works for what it is, but. You know, it's not like a grab you by the seat of your pants. We're going on this ride kind of opener. Yeah, I when it first started, I was like, huh, this is because it's just like a stripped down strumming guitar. Yeah. And he's singing, which he can carry it with his voice. He's good enough to do that. Um, and then it got to the part where he says, you know, enjoy the show. And I was like, oh, OK, I kind of get it. The only thing that that sort of sold me on it is that it seamlessly went into post-traumatic blues. Mm -hmm. So it almost felt like an intro to that song. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of half there on if it was a good album opener. Yeah. Like I said, it's one of those things where it, it's, you could do without it, but I know why he did it. Like yeah. it makes sense, but does it have to be there? You know, post-traumatic blues, I think would have been a better opener because that is, that would definitely be, Hey, here we go. Let's go. Yeah, I agree. And you don't want something like Beyond because that's like your big hit, you know, leave yeah. that. So it does go into post-traumatic blues. And um, this one is a banger. It get, it kicks in hard and heavy. We've got some growling. And then the old familiar cruise into the Corey Taylor catchy chorus. Absolutely. Which very good at doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that riff, I mean, it just pulls you right in. And yeah, he's, he's got like not quite his full vocal range, but, you know, definitely different styles. He blends so seamlessly and yeah, super catchy hook. And I really I like the bass on this song. There's some cool uh, I don't remember if it happens once or twice or but there's a cool part where I think the guitar kind of drops out and the bass and drums are kind of carrying yep. the groove and the the bass sounds real good tone and the bass line pretty cool. there's not a lot of dominant bass on this record there are a few Couple songs times. where it really stands out mm -hmm. but it's like martucci kind of carries a yeah. lot of the, the musicality of this yeah so but i like that song a lot we've already did we review mm -hmm. this one uh i know we did talk sick but yeah i think i think we did we may I have we, i think we touched on it so yeah. Liked it then, like it now. 
that brings us to the third song, which is Talk Sick. <laughs> so clever. And um, the, the weird thing about this one is the chorus kind of has like um, a stage show vibe to it or like a, a musical vibe. I don't know what it is, but there's something that kind of makes me think. Now, this almost should be in like a uh, like a musical, like Grease or something. Yeah. Okay. But, but um, uh, I, I like it. It's not one of my favorite songs on the record, but um, it's okay. Yeah, I'm same. I'm right there in that same headspace. Uh, the hook and the riff on the chorus are kind of the best parts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, okay song. Don't hate it, but it's not. Yeah, not a highlight. Then we really switch gears with Breath of Fresh Smoke. Um, and we go acoustic. Great title. It, exactly. And it's kind of <laughs> clever when he's when he starts singing and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh it, it kind of reminds it's like something that should be on uh, Grace Potter's record or something. Yeah, the really. vibe that is going yeah. on here. Would have worked. And, uh, again, so stinking catchy. Lyrically, mm-hmm. he writes some really good, catchy lyrics. Yes, his absolutely. phrasing is excellent. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's a mildly rocking kind of breakup song, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great lyrics. Uh, the vocal layering they did sounds really good i don't know if it's just Corey or if it you know had somebody else singing backup but w- when they put them together if it's just him then they layered it just right and he's singing just different enough in the layers that it sounds like some really cool harmony stuff i'm looking it up to see if it says if there was someone um oh there's some live versions of it too which is kind of cool Oh, cool. Um, well, if he's got something that something, someone, I mean, that can sing with him doing that stuff, then that, that would be probably a pretty damn good live song. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like he could just write an album of honky tonk bar songs or something, you know, yeah. or uh, yeah. just has that in him. It's in there somewhere. I don't it think it really is. It. I mean, it's just kind of a good rock and roll breakup song. I mean, it's the lyrics are great. You know, he kind of he finds clever ways to put things and, you know, everybody I, you know, well, most people have broken up with someone at some point and this one works for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. This was a bounce back for me after Toxic. Okay. Uh, Beyond. I mean, this is the number one song on the record, according to plays and uh, where it is on on the chart. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said that he wanted this one. um, He wanted the music of this one to take people beyond what they really think about him, like to kind of elevate their opinion of him. Okay, this one to me screams classic rock song. Mm -hmm. It's big. It sounds Mm -hmm. big, full, like the production is on point and it just everything just sounds big i don't i don't know how else to describe it if you listen to it i i that's just sounds like a like a like a big song not epic because it's not epic i would consider more like a long Mm -hmm. song with lots of different you know parts and ins and outs and whatever but it just feels like a 
big song, an important song, <laughs> I guess. No, I, I agree. Yeah, it's not like a concept album, 10-minute song or something. Yeah. But um, it is big, and it's, and I think that's why people gravitate to it. It feels important, and mm -hmm. again, it is catchy. It's very singable sing chorus. Yep. Singable chorus, very much. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like there's a couple spots in here where uh, they use the chug riff very mm -hmm. effectively. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you get the full gambit of rock music on this record. Yeah. It's, I would say it's all over the place, but when you say that, it sounds like it's a bad thing. That makes it sound sloppy. It is not. It is very yeah. intentional and very well put together. Yeah. Agreed. Um, the next, I'm kind of curious what you think of we are the rest. I, I kind of go back and forth on a little bit. Um, where do you, where do you land? I think it's super fun. <laughs> I really like it. I, that, that, you know, the no way to beat me, no way to win. I, mm -hmm. it just, I don't know the delivery, the, you know, how much they repeat it. It's fun. The drums are big. Oh, that, they're so like, good they're in this song. Perfect with that. I this song's just fun, man. I really like it a lot. When it first came on, I was like, "Huh, that's different," <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, it works, and then it's got this really cool pre-chorus, and like you said, that straightforward drum beat yep. is really good and bouncy. And again, this one has another great guitar solo. Um, yeah, there's a few of those liking this quite a bit but at first i was just like oh this is really interesting so. yeah it definitely got my attention like the first listen through i was like what what are we doing here and, but yeah. yeah i like it it definitely felt like Corey attitude yeah yes um and then we come back down so we go crazy bouncy and then we're gonna get sweet with a nice violin groove in the song yeah. midnight mm -hmm. and this one to me was the biggest stone sour kind of a tired vibe i can see that and um and, and it's like super sweet and mellow and cool until it gets to that big guitar solo towards mm -hmm. the end and then it's yep. a little bit more aggressive but i love this song i think this is one of the best ones on the record uh definitely a highlight for me uh the lyrics and vocals are on point you know it's Corey. you can say that a lot but um definitely on this song love the solo and you know it kind of is uh i i don't know down tempo is not the word i'm looking for but it's like it kind of it definitely shifts gears into some heaviness mm -hmm. later and like you know when it comes in at, with the solo it kind of punches in and you know he lets it rip and yeah i, I really like this one definitely a highlight for me yeah, I think having that smooth violin then to transition into that hard guitar was really good. Yeah. So, and I didn't expect a violin on his record, so that was cool. Uh, the next one, Corey Star Taylor, Mate. man, you can't define him. It's Corey you can't. He, he won't be put in a box. Nope. He is not meant in the box. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, Star Mate, starts off with kind of a cool little techno funky sound, which is a little different. I gotta say. I really hate the title of this song, mm -hmm. but I love this song. I, I like the song a lot too. I, this was so good. And again, here we get another taste of like just a really great bass line and tone. The bass sounds good. This is a really great rock and roll love song. And 
again, I don't know if it's him or if it's actual real gang vocals uh, when they do the woes, but it sounds awesome. I this probably close to my favorite song on the record. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I like that we when we look at a song, we we hear it very similarly because my mm-hmm. first note was super cool bass groove. Oh yeah, I mean it stood out. It was so good. And then you've got these fast paced upbeat guitars going over it. And then my mm-hmm. other comment was the same was that pre chorus with those backup singers. Yep, which I thought was really cool. And I I said backup singers because to me it didn't sound like. Yeah, I mean Corey, it sounds. But- yeah, it sounds like. I call it, I'm used to calling it gang vocals from, you know, like metal and hardcore mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, right. the, yeah. I, you know what? After the show's over, I'll give him a call and uh, <laughs> I'll just see who those singers were. So, Corey, if you're listening, you know, prepare for a phone call. Sure. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I sure do. Um, then the next one is one of my least favorite songs, I think. It was okay. I just this is... wasn't in the right place for it. So we talk about like mid record slumps a lot. And yep. I think this is, it's not exactly mid record, but the next few songs kind of took a downturn for me. Starting I had two here, in a row. Starting here with Sorry Me. I, the vocals kind of made it listenable. Mm-hmm. The rest of the song, I it just didn't really connect with. And that the kind of, droning single note guitar stuff Mm. in the background i did not love so yeah i didn't love this song but it's Corey singing very well so it's listenable yeah ditto yeah yeah i just did not my slog for this record is just the two songs yeah sorry me and punchline coming up next this one was just too slow for its own good and uh, there was nothing really interesting that I just, usually when a song comes on, I gravitate to something quickly, something little. And this one, I didn't get that at all. I mean, it's just kind of a straight up rock song. Uh, the solo's decent. It's a little longer than it maybe needs to be. Uh, there's a couple of sections where it kind of gets a little heavy for a second. That was mm-hmm. kind of cool. But yeah, I didn't did not love this song. A little bluesy at times. Yeah. And I got a little bit of an Alice in Chains vibe. Okay. In that chorus area, era, area. And I was just like, oh, it really feels like. But, and I love Alice in Chains, but it didn't work here. Right. Um, this one was not terrible. I just, if I was making a playlist, it would not be on it. Okay. Um, song number 11 is Someday I'll Change Your Mind. Yeah. And, um, okay, picture this with me. So I feel like this has like a really 80s rock power ballad thing going on. I agree. But I could see this being the compilation video at the end of a show or a movie where they're going through like all the characters and stuff. There's just something about this song, um, about moments in your life that I think it would feel kind of like Green Day or something. Uh, maybe somebody will pick it up and do it sometime. Okay. I see where, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Um, I think it is just cheesy enough to work for that. (laughs) See, it's the Um, power ballad part. I dig. I see. I love power ballad. I mean, I 
was making a playlist the other night for songs to listen to while you're sitting by the fire. And I put, I put some hair metal on there. I love those guys, but <laughs> this song it's, I don't know. Like I dig the sentiment again, his vocals. I mean, I, 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 I would have a hard time ever complaining about his vocals, mm-hmm. but, and the lyrics were like, you know, they, they got me to the point where like, I dig what he's saying, but, the song it just sounds kind of generic to me like it, it just yeah i don't know just okay. didn't work <laughs> think about now picture in your mind a show doing a retrospective he says i hope I, I hope i finally changed your mind this life is ours now i want you to know that these are the days oh these are the days repeated yeah it just that's it man somebody i get it right dude now. I mean, I, you know, the older I get, the sappier I get, the more emotional I get about dumb stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I just didn't love the song. <laughs> um, the 12th song, the penultimate song is called All I Want Is Hate. And this one brings us back. It starts off with mm. a scream. It's fast paced. It's hard. It's an angry song. And it's pretty darn good. Absolute banger. Loved it. Mm. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> Would recommend. And then, uh, is that all you have on that one? Yeah. I, there's, I didn't really break it down all that much. I just, I, I loved it. It was great. And then the last song, is it a good album closer? We have the song called Dead Flies. And um, this one's a little bit angry too. <laughs> this is a little bit nasty. It's and, very uh, moody. It's a moody song, I would say. I think it's got, I like the guitar riff that starts it off. I yep. think it's kind of cool. And it's got a really forward drum beat mm-hmm. that I like a lot. It's a brutal, I think it's a pretty brutal song. Um, I think it's an odd album closer. Okay. As far as that goes. I, um, I, I did like the final thoughts of Dead Flies are the only things left around you. Because <laughs> yeah. person is, you know, yeah, that's a good line. Everyone. Yeah. So, would you say that maybe there he's ending the album on a sour note? <laughs> no, but um, I love the dynamics on this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. Uh, you know, part changes in and out of different things. It's a very, very well crafted song. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the lyrics were great on this song. You know, the dead flies line and. The line that it actually made me pause the song and go back and be like, wait a minute. What was that? (laughs) He said, don't point a finger with a hand that played a part in murder. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know who this is about, but he's not happy with this person. It's very clear. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I don't know if it was a great album closer, but I like the song a lot. I mean, look at it like uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Ends on a down note <laughs> and, you know. And he'll pick more, it up in Slipknot. More to come, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, because he never stops. <laughs> he probably has another album written. He's probably working with Billy Corgan right now, and they're both trying to outright each other. And who can come up with the most albums on the spot? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> all right. So let's get your highlights, your score, and will you listen again? Uh, actually, had several highlights. You know, post traumatic blues, beyond midnight, star mate. Even though I hate the title, 
and all I want is hate, man. God, that song just kicks you in the ass. I love it. Um, so yeah, this is a decent outing, I would say. Uh, I went, I went, I was kind of on the fence with three, seven, five, or four, and like, mm, I'm kind of tough with my ratings, I know that. And I went three, seven, five on this one. Three, seven, five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my highlights were pretty much the same. Yeah. And um, the first time I listened through, I wasn't sure. Like, it was so different and so all over the place at first. I was just like, man, you know, it took me to sit down and dig in and, and look at the lyrics and all that and kind of get, and then, you know, fourth or fifth time through, it just hits on all cylinders. So I really like it. I'm going to go a four out of five. Definitely nice. going to listen again. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think there's only maybe one or two songs on here that for me would be like, eh. Yeah. You know, sorry, me and Punchline are the only two I'm probably not dying to listen to again. Yeah. that Those three three song, that, hmm, gosh, I can talk. That three song chunk, 9, 10, and 11, were, yeah, kind of started to lose me a little bit. And then luckily, All I Want Is Hate pulled me back in. Yeah, I don't know. Something about someday I'll change your mind. There's just something that feels familiar about the 80s that I kind of vibe on a little bit. So um, I like that one. I got that, too. I think I I'm pretty sure I almost wrote that down, but I didn't for some reason. It sounded like kind of a 80s or early 90s had that vibe. But yeah, I just I don't know. Just didn't. Something didn't work in it for me. I can't even put my finger on it. Well, not everything has to work for everyone. That's right. But the good news is Corey will be calling me later tonight and telling me about those backup singers. So I'll pass that along once he does. Mm -hmm. Don't hold your breath. He'll tell you that uh, <laughs> you, you guys to, are morons. <laughs> you need to ditch that crappy partner that was shitting on his album. His three songs there. <laughs> No, I, there is nothing to crap on here. It's just levels of, you know, everything's good, but, you know, the expectation is high. Yeah. You know, when you when you like musicians and bands, the expectation is there that you want to be blown away. Yep. And um, for the most part, we were, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really come into this with any expectations. I mean, my only expectation ever with Corey Taylor is I know the vocals are going to be good. Uh, you yeah. know, and the dude can write a flipping hook, man. Good Lord. So that that's it. Like I expected big hooks and I expected Corey's vocals. Other than that, uh, you know, take it as it comes, I guess. Um, so I did see an interview recently and yeah. he was talking about how Slipknot had ended with Roadrunner. And right. apparently that relationship had started going downhill with Roadrunner in about 2011 because they started letting go all of the people that worked there that they were familiar with, that they oh, liked sure. and worked with. And so it kind of it happens, happens yeah. at labels all the time, man. So that relationship kind of fell apart. And so now mm -hmm. they're free to do their own thing. What I liked is, this he talked about maybe for the first time in a long time, everybody getting in the room and writing and performing together. Cool. Instead of everybody doing it separately and doing their parts and he comes in and does vocals. But you know, that organic feeling I think would make a better record. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, how 
fun and creative it can be when a band acts like a band. <laughs> it's true. And, and I know, you know, when you're there and you've got lives and kids and all that kind of stuff, it's hard just to say, all right, I'm going to go live with these cats for two months while we make some music. Yeah. But um, I hope they do. I don't know. I feel like I understand, like, you know, these guys, they grow and things change from when they start mm-hmm. any band, right. you know, that is especially a band that is successful. People get married, people have kids, you know, if you're lucky enough to have longevity in your career, I just feel like that has to be from a, you know, from a spousal standpoint, you, you have to know that's part of the package. Right. And I, I don't know, like it, it maybe you, part of it you, is yourself. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to go away for two months anymore. And that's true. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, things change, but I don't know. I, if maybe you want to just all lived in the same city, yeah. <laughs> that'd be easier than just go to the studio. Every yeah. Day. I don't know. I just feel like with a music, with a successful musician, Mm-hmm. the touring the making the record the all of that like it's just part of the package you gotta figure it out yeah and i mean he keeps himself busy nobody's making oh him my gosh write yeah. his own record outside of the band yeah know? so i don't know how he does it i don't know you know how any of these guys just i mean it's almost non-stop touring and writing yeah. all year round mm-hmm. which is great for us because we get new music all the time but I think it would be a grind. I agree. Speaking of a grind, finding music for next week seems to be a bit of a grind right now. Yeah, I don't. It seems like it's every once in a while we'll have like three or four things we got to choose from for a week, and then for like a month, there's almost nothing. <laughs> it's true. Well, we are working on a guest or two. Mister Mundy is behind the scenes, reaching out to some folks. Trying and so. Um, and I just recently had a German metal company reach out to us. And I saw those messages. So I, yeah, they, I'm they did send me some see. links. I'll forward yeah. them to you. Right on. And uh, maybe we can do an update on some uh, some of the German scene, like we did with uh, Greece, hmm. which that worked out pretty well. So who knows? Maybe we'll do something like that, which will be fun. While we're waiting for new music to come out. Yep. All right. Mr. Money, anything big coming up for you? Not really. Not till uh, be a couple of weeks. I got a show in October down in Brown County going to see Brian Setzer. Oh, yeah. Who plays it? Who does he play with now? uh, I mean, it's just him solo. So it'll Mm be, I mean, he'll obviously have a band with him, but it's this is billed as a rockabilly riot. Mm-hmm. So, which I know he's done a couple of albums with that, which is just, I mean, it's literally just covers of the old rockabilly stuff from the fifties and sixties. So I'm, I'm assuming that's what this will be, but I, I don't even know for sure. But where's, where's he playing? There's a newer venue in Brown County. I think it's just called the Brown County music center. And it is a beautiful, beautiful venue. Uh, we saw Ann Wilson there mm-hmm. and it is gorgeous in there really nice the seating is really great very cool people that worked in there were nice super super nice cool so, how many people does it hold you know i don't uh it's not huge 
by any means that there is a there's a floor and a balcony but yeah i the balcony is not very big at all so okay but it's i would highly recommend seeing a show there if there, anybody comes through there you like it, the sound is great really cool awesome i am going on saturday to chicago to see nothing but thieves marianne cool. and i are going yep and um they're at a little bar venue there and so it's not really a bar it's a music hall but uh, uh what is which one is it it's in uh it's up by wrigley okay oh it'll come to me later when i'm off the show but anyway so yeah it's we'll not see the metro that. might be the metro there were have two you, places we we're looking at have you never been to the metro no oh the metro is awesome yeah i'm pretty it's sure a, that's it's it. a great club yeah, nothing but thieves. So we are super excited to see Connor Mason live. I know Marianne is super jazzed. Yeah, and uh, so I'll have a report on that next show. We'll have nothing else to talk about, so we'll just talk about that. Why not? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that is it for tonight. Big uh, album from Corey Taylor. Check it out. You should definitely listen. Um, it has a little something for everybody. So listen through. I think yep. you're going to like it. Don't forget, you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And you can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. You can find Metalhead Monday on Instagram at... Metalhead Monday. <laughs> what a quinky dink. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And you can find me at Twitter and Instagram as Foggy's Pal. Join us next week for episode 158. Who'd have thunk we'd get there? But we did it. See you next week, everybody. Bye now.